What's going on, guys? Macho Man Maddie Savage here from the Smack Talk team. You guys know what time it is. It's time for the latest Raw recap. And, guys, I'm calling this one time to play the game because, of course, if you didn't know, Triple H was making his return to Monday Night Raw. Unfortunately, this is due to the news that came out earlier in the day of Drew McIntyre's positive COVID test. So he's out. Creative's got to switch everything up. Hey, Drew McIntyre still makes an appearance via satellite, of course. But again, the show becomes centered around Triple H's return to Monday Night Raw. So he opens the show, and that's great. You know, we all love that Triple H is back, as did I. Um, he didn't really get to address much other than the fact that he was saying, welcome to Monday Night Raw. Gets interrupted by Randy Orton. So if you if you looked at your TV guide, it, the description for Monday Night Raw was that Triple H was making an appearance to... Um, confront Randy Orton about his treatment of the legends last week on Raw Legends Night. Um, so that doesn't even happen before Orton comes out. So if you didn't know, you didn't know. I mean, I knew because I read it. But again, this turns into Orton challenging Triple H to a fight. Not a wrestling match. We want just a fight. We just want to – I just want to kick your ass, basically, is what he's saying. And because, again – the main, the main event of Monday Night Raw was scheduled to be Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre, and of course, they had to switch everything up on the fly. Uh, Triple H declines the challenge to a fight, starts to leave the ring. Randy Orton tells him that he must have left his balls up in Connecticut with Stephanie. And of course, that gets Triple H back in the ring, and he punches Orton in the face, and you're wondering, did he just accept the, the, the challenge? Spoiler alert. He fights Randy Orton. That's our main event of this Monday Night Raw. But before we get into that, that's our main event, of course. Let's talk about what happens next on the show. Charlotte Flair versus Lacey Evans. Of course, if you if you watched last week, Charlotte and Asuka lost a tag team match against Lacey Evans and Peyton Royce due to some what looked like inadvertent Ric Flair interference, which cost Charlotte the match. Fast forward to this week, Ric Flair makes an appearance mid-match here and again now you're wondering because charlotte again if you don't remember last week told rick to go home stay out of her business but the nature boy does what he wants and when he wants and man he made his appearance on raw and he cost his daughter the match with lacey evans and man rick flair is like 68 years old or whatever he is and man he is still styling and profiling and this was granted due to the help of rick flair but man what a win to put under the belt of lacey evans here so i'm curious where this is going to go from here again this looks like there's a rick flair's turned heel i guess if you want to call it that uh lacey evans of course is the heel here and are you going to have a, a a little mini feud between these guys hmm. i'm not mad at that what I am upset about, again, is where was Asuka? Hmm. No Raw Women's Champion on Monday Night Raw at all. So you wonder if anything, if that had anything to do with Drew McIntyre's uh, testing positive. You wonder there. But, again, no Asuka. No notice of why. We have no idea. So we'll see what happens. Maybe Asuka not being there. Again, could be due to COVID, could be due to, to really anything, but it led to some superstars having to put on some double duty. And one of them that pulled double duty was Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy, 
comes out and he's scheduled for a match with Elias. They are bringing back their feud again, which was literally like what two months ago when they had the Symphony of Destruction match. But hey, let's just do it again because we got to throw this together. Elias throws Jackson Riker into the match instead because of some kind of shoulder injury that he has or whatever, and Riker picks up the win. Via again, of course, due to Elias and uh, providing a distraction and whatnot, but. Hardy gets on the mic and then challenges Elias, and Jeff Hardy wins. So here I'm, I'm wondering a couple of things. One, obviously, Jeff Hardy is really just being thrust into pretty much anything at this point, and I, I, I think I said this last week. If not, it was the week before. Is this man's contract running up because the amount of losses he's taken in recent weeks, maybe even months, man, the guy just can't catch a break. Granted, he did get the win over Elias, but... Curious what's going on with the whole Jeff Hardy thing at this point. Jackson Riker and Elias, though, man, it just it it doesn't seem right that Jackson Riker is kind of acting in a bodyguard type of role to someone that is the same size as him. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I think that's going to end up boiling over into them splitting. But for right now, <laughs> this is what we got. But moving ahead from there, we had some pretty damn good action. And again, I mentioned double duty. Now I'm talking about Sheamus and Keith Lee. They start off first by taking on the Miz and Morrison, and they get the win. Great match. And it looks all fine and dandy between Keith Lee and Sheamus. We go to commercial break, and we come back. And ladies and gentlemen, the bell rings, and we got Sheamus versus Keith Lee. Huh? What the hell happened in the three minutes, four minutes of commercial breaks where shit just went sour again between Sheamus and Keith Lee? I don't know, but instead we get another really good match. And we, we know that this was going to come from Sheamus and Keith Lee. They've, they've already fought in the, in the past couple weeks as well. They're both great superstars. And Keith Lee gets the dub. So Lee offers a fist bump after the match, and instead Sheamus hugs him. I guess shit squashed. I mean, I, I don't know. This is why we watch. <laughs> and another thing that we watch is, unfortunately, retribution on a week-to-week, sometimes every other week, because sometimes they just decide to put Mustafa Ali on Raw Talk when they haven't even been on the show, but neither here nor there. They're on this episode of Raw. It's T-Bar versus Xavier Woods. No Kofi Kingston. This is not COVID-related. He's got a broken jaw. He's going to be out for a little bit. Fortunately for Xavier Woods, he takes the loss to T-Bar, which, hey, is this the start of some momentum for them? This, uh, I don't know, but what's happening with Ali? Man, if he's cutting all these great promos on Raw Talk every other week, why isn't he doing this on Monday Night Raw? I mean, I don't want to hear... Mustafa Ali, surrounded by his goons, just yelling at the wrestlers in the match. That's just not doing it for me. But, again, maybe this is the beginning of a turn for Retribution. Spoiler, it's probably not. Going back, we're talking double duty once again. Now it's Riddle. So Riddle gets a, a, the United States Championship opportunity versus Bobby Lashley which he takes the loss, and honestly, it was in quick fashion. Bobby Lashley did attack him before the bell rang, beat him up a bit, and finished him off 
pretty quickly. This gets Matt Riddle on the on the mic, and he challenges MVP. And uh, yeah, that 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 happened. <laughs> Bobby Lashley calls it the the disqualification for Riddle to get the win when he came into the ring and speared Riddle. And uh, that's about that. So again, we we were mentioning superstars missing for the night. No Cedric Alexander, Shelton Benjamin. Hmm, interesting. Those are your Raw Tag Team Champions, am I right? No Oscar, no Raw Tag Champs. Interesting. So then we get Drew Gulak versus AJ Styles. Drew Gulak had a little backstage segment with Adam Pearce looking to get into the Royal Rumble match. And he puts him into the ring with AJ Styles. You beat AJ, you're in, man. It's that simple. And of course, AJ ain't going to take a loss to Drew, Drew Gulak at this point. AJ gets the win. Short match. Could have been a little longer. I wouldn't have been upset about that. But again, time filling. Didn't work out for Drew. I'm going to assume he's probably going to try again next week and get fed to somebody else. But we'll see. Then we get the the, the return of the Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax tag team. And man, uh, killing me with this shit. I'm hoping it's ending soon. They took on Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. They got the win. But what was interesting here is that Baszler actually tagged herself in to lock in the Kirifuda, Kirifuda clutch to get the win over Mandy Rose. And Nia Jax didn't look too happy. Hmm. Wonder if that's all going to boil over. We'll see. Then we get our main event, of course. Guys, it's time for to talk about our main event. It's Randy Orton versus Triple H because, again, he did accept that challenge. And, oof, it was a fight. It was a short fight. They only had about nine, I think it was eight or nine minutes left in the show to, after their entrances. It was great to see, of course, Triple H coming out. And, man, he's still spitting the water. Vince Russo was commented commented on this saying that triple h has got to let it go why is a 52 year old man out there in jeans and a t-shirt and a jean jacket god damn it let the man live this is triple h he lives in this world man he built this shit and he's gonna do whatever the fuck he wants so vince russo shove it let's get back to the match because shit got interesting triple h you know these guys beat beat each other up for about five minutes and then triple h finds a sledgehammer and the lights start to go out. He gets into he he gets into the ring with the sledgehammer, and all of a sudden that motherfucker's on fire. Sledgehammer's on fire. Lights go out, and Triple H, he's gone. Hmm. Alexa Bliss reappears in the other corner of the ring and shoots a fireball into Randy Orton's face to close out Monday Night Raw. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? Triple H, from everything that was built up throughout the, the night, just disappears. Interesting. And Alexa Bliss reappearing and dropping the hammer and shooting a fireball into Randy Orton's face to close out the show. You got to love that. I really did think this was going to be the return of Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, but... Again, we're keeping them out, and I'm not mad at that at all because it's just getting you antsy to know when is the next time that we're going to see him again. But, again, that was the end of your Monday Night Raw, so some questions left unanswered. Is Randy Orton blind? Spoiler alert, probably not. Is Triple H just going to disappear and not come back again next week on Raw? Probably. 
<laughs> but hey, considering everything that happened, I am not upset at what I watched throughout the night. There was a lot of good action. Shout out to the guys that pulled double duty because, man, I prefer to see you pulling double duty, and I really do appreciate that as opposed to getting stuck watching a rerun of the Royal Rumble, as which is what happened at the beginning of the whole COVID pandemic. Um, so again, for those reasons alone, I'm going to give this show a B minus, man. I mean, definitely an improvement from last week. Great action. And another cliffhanger to end the show. So that's how I'm going to leave it, guys. This is my raw recap. I'm the Macho Man Maddie Savage from the Smack Talk team. Guys, thank you, as always, for tuning along. We'll see you next week.